a podcast featuring ordinary men of extraordinary faith. This is Mana. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Mana podcast featuring ordinary men of extraordinary faith. I'm your host, Jeff Peterson. Now, none of the guys that you're going to meet on this podcast would consider themselves to be extraordinary, but it's their humble, holy way of living. That's exactly what makes them extra to me, and I am excited for you to meet them. Uh, Now, I'm pretty sure uh, I've shared this great quote from C.S. Lewis um, already on this this show, Uh, but it bears repeating every once in a while. Uh, and it, it specifically relates to today's guest, uh, or at least how today's guest finds himself with us here today. So the quote, anyway, reads, uh, God whispers to us in our pleasures, speaks in our conscience, but shouts in our pains. Meaning, of course, that uh, you know God is always there, but his kind of obviousness increases as the, you know, kind of the severity of our situation increases or decreases, how we're going to look at it. Uh, So anyway, uh, so the whisper in this case here, the whisper related to today's guest when there's a couple of weeks ago, I found myself um, reading a newspaper article, um, which for all of you younger listeners out there, uh, newspaper is a big piece of paper with a bunch of random stories printed on it. Um, Anyway, uh, I was reading a story about this local uh, printer here in Minnesota uh, making a donation of the St. John's Bible to a local church. Now, for those that haven't heard uh, about the St. John's Bible Project, uh, which was commissioned by St. John's Abbey and University, also here in Minnesota, I don't have time to get into all of it, uh, but but the short story is way back in 1998, the, the Abbey and the school commissioned a handwritten, uh, like legit, like calligraphy written, uh, gilded, uh, with gold, uh, hence gilded, uh, a huge uh, Bible uh, that has since been reproduced in various, uh, very limited edition, very valuable formats, uh, like hundreds of thousands of dollars valuable kind of thing. So anyway, uh, when I'm reading this uh, article, I was reminded of that project and God's little whisper of pleasure uh, was in seeing this particular story uh, covered in the newspaper and seeing, you know, a little bit of spirit slip its way into our secular kind of day to day. So it was kind of fun. Uh, now, as I kept reading the story, though, <clears throat> there was this guy uh, from the printing company uh, uh, that was making the donation uh, who kept getting quoted in the article, okay, saying how proud uh, they were to be making the donation, how beautiful this, you know, piece of art and, and, and scripture was. Uh, you know, yada, yada, yada. And then at the end of all of his quotes, he slipped in a little mention, uh, and I'm not going to get this verbatim, but he slipped in this little mention of how the majesty and the curiosity of this Bible had the potential of bringing more people closer to Christ. And that's when God spoke to my conscience. Okay. So not the whisper. Now it's a speaking voice. Uh, where he was basically like, you know, or really kind of my consciousness, if you will, uh, in making the connection to the guy being quoted in the article to the same guy I went to college with over 30 years ago. I mean, there was even a picture of this guy in the article, which was completely lost on me until until that last quote. And God kind of going, hey, dude, hello, make the connection here. So super cool. 
and and then the reconnection was made. Uh, but as I said at the outset here, there's a there's a shout uh, in the pain to this story as well. Not between the guest and, and, and me though. So here's the here's the, here's the, here's the pain. So as today's guest and I were reconnecting, okay, uh, and then quickly scheduling the conversation that you're just about to hear, he shared with me uh, a truly awe-inspiring story of uh, his pain, uh, redemption, and quite certainly like legit miracle, okay, that shouted of God's power. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of getting goose, goosebumps just rethinking of it right now, and I'm not going to give any spoilers here because I want you to hear it directly from him, uh, but it's, trust me, this is God shouting from the rooftops, and and wonderfully, our guest was there to 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 hear the shout. Um, anyway, in addition to helping a God whisper, speak, and shout to me uh, over these last couple of weeks here, our guest here is a devoted husband, uh, a dad of, uh, of a couple of, of <clears throat> nearly all grown kids, uh, a twin brother, uh, a son, a friend, and like I said, uh, a product of uh, Gustavus Adolphus College. Um, uh, even though he's shilling a St. John's Bible, uh, please welcome today's manna man, Mr. Mike Norberg. Michael. Well, thank you, Jeff. I With that introduction, I don't know whether I should cry or I should uh, start out in real joy, I guess, because uh, it's just that. It's fun how, right, God brought us together. Um, and really, it's uh, coincidentally, right, it's just the fact of the timing of all of this because yeah. because the, the Bible project has been completed. It was 10 years ago. And so the details even surrounding that project, um, you know, I almost am like having to like, you know, did I think it this? Did I think that? Did I think that? But either way, um, what's happened since the Bible, since, uh, since it was working on that in 2012, and certainly to this very day, um, it has just been one of uh, absolute joy, but also like as Jeff had mentioned, one of saying that uh, it, this, isn't a, this is simply put, right? It's not a Mike story and it's truly a God story. Yeah. Uh, but 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 right, this the, the as much as I can talk and as much as um, I'm passionate about the project, just certainly I'm just as passionate about our our Father and Creator. And so with that, I'm going to just share the story briefly. I shared it with Jeff, but um, it's dear to my heart because in many levels, it's something where I didn't have to share it. I didn't really have to say anything about it enough. Certainly, I could have even taken credit for it. But when you see what happened, um, I just hope this just leaves a seed for you to realize that. You know, our God is certainly all powerful, but furthermore, um, the God of the Bible with the miracles is is more than present and he's present here today. And so with that, I just want to start. I was back in uh, June, uh, early June of 2019. My twin brother and I were trimming oak trees um, up at my lake cabin in Valley. Um, and it's something we do every year. It's something that we just, you know, these ugly eyesores in the yard, um, oak branches that are dead. Obviously, we just cut them down and Towards the end of the day, my brother was getting tired. Um, really, it was one of these things where, hey, Mark, not a big deal. My twin brother, hey, guess what? You know, let me let me finish this branch off for you. And and this branch is 180 degrees from me. If I could take you to that very place, you'd almost say this is, you know, odds of getting hitting, hit by lightning are probably about the same thing. But but either way, um, you know, it saws extension saws above my head. I'm a safe distance away and and as as far as um you know my memory is i was on the ground um and i was no longer standing and i was lying flat on the ground in fact and my twin brother was in sheer panic because the blood was all over the ground and 
my my head as well but um i was out the cabin and so first thing right is just boy i don't feel comfortable going to small town usa hospital heaven forbid so i'm just gonna we're gonna drive of all things to maple grove in the cities and we did that um we got we we uh, went into maple grove um my physical exam went well um you know and really right no big deal i was lucky i walked away um, I realized quickly that I was like, you know, you get lucky, but boy, I really, really did have a serious accident. Um, but it was, I was lucky. Did and, you ever, Mike, did you ever actually lose consciousness or, 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 or did you stay awake the whole time? And is that why maybe you thought like this was just kind of a knock on the head and, and yeah. to do it? So that is crazy as this sounds, it was about a 15 or 16 foot branch. It was on my head when I woke up. And that my whole left side is where the branch was, but the pain honestly was right. It was on my right hand side of the, my mm-hmm. head when I hit the ground at such force that I didn't realize that. So I kept reaching for my right side of my head when my brother kept, you know, looking at my left, you know, mm-hmm. and so, but, but, you know, Jeff, I got to tell you, it was like, you know, it, it happened. I just, I just, I was conscious, but at the same time too, you know, it's just was such a blow because of blood. I mean, I, you know, blood or in general, right. Blood uh, accidents, anytime to your head are excruciating, you know, as far as blood anyway, but yeah. in this case, it really looked bad. And, and um, you know, but truth be told, like I'm talking to you here today, I was just talking to the doctor at the, the um, urgent care as if, you know, not a big deal. And he in fact said, you know, you always talk this much, you know, <laughs> and so you can laugh at that one, Jeff, right? Exactly. But, You're back in shape. You're but back they, in form. Anyone, anyone who knows me, they're like, yeah, Mike's old Mike's back and whatever. <laughs> but so, but anyway, the week of the June 16th, you know, it's, um, I, I, uh, I had persistent headaches and they, they seem to be getting worse. And, and uh, I guess as a guy, you know, it's, I'm not going to go to the doctor. I don't really have to go to the doctor, do I? And, and on the morning of Saturday, June 22nd, uh, my brother and I went out fishing together like we always do. Um, and then at 8.30, I lost um, all my feelings in my toes. By 9.30, I'd lost all of my feeling in my fingers. And, and then I lost my feeling in my lips. And so by 10.45, you know, it's just like, is it, I, I don't know what I was thinking, but, I, you know, the, the natural be is, well, why do you even wait? But, I, you know, I... I, I told my brother I'm I'm kind of feeling off, so I, we got to go back to the cabin. And so um, I entered the cabin, and my daughter Callie, uh, you know, she's a she, well, she's a nurse or, or studying to be a nurse, but um, she observes my my drooping face and uh, my and yells right away, um, "Dad's having a stroke!" And so uh, my wife uh, Dina calls nine one one, but the phone line was busy and. And so, and so she just, she forgot, she didn't, you know, she just kept, she going, she, she raced me to the small town hospital, Painesville. Um, and upon my arrival, um, the doctor immediately scanned my head. And, and by that time, my right arm was, was seized and bent up and mm. blood pressure is rising. And I can flat out tell you, it was like seeing my, I left my kids and, and Dana at the, or excuse me, my kids and family at the lake. And, and, uh, and it was you know, I, I knew I was, I was done. I mean, it's just, you can say what you want, but you know, it's, it's, I was unable to see, um, I was unable to talk. Um, but you know, the only thing I had was two ears and I laid motionless on a hospital bed. Um, it just is absolutely, I, I knew it was coming and sure enough, as, as my ears were the only thing that could work, you know, it's here, I'm just listening as my, 
my neighbor, um, Roger Osborne, is there with me, and he just boldly prays out to Heavenly Father for a miracle. Hmm. And when that happened, um, all I can just say is it was just an intense, indescribable bright light. Um, hmm. They say they feel the presence of God and His amazing love. Well, I, I literally felt it, and so um, I, I, nothing worked. I mean, I could, all I could do is hear. Yeah. But but unbeknownst to me, you know, my seized arm suddenly releases from my body and uh and all of a sudden, you know, it's um I didn't know this, but God directed the doctor to administer the clot buster drug without waiting for the team assessment in St. Cloud, who was the hospital overseeing the small towns, you know, operations. But I, I was well, they know I was I was minutes from real death. I mean, there's no buts about it and and it was, uh, I got rushed up to the St. Cloud Hospital, and sure enough, it was instantly, it was one of these deals where everyone around me is just, you know, I'm the ICU, and everyone's, you know, obviously I'm getting all the needs and attentive too, but it's like, I'm feeling completely, how do I say it? I mean, I just, I, I, I feel blessed, but also too, at this point, I'm just, nothing's wrong with me. Yeah. I mean, my, my, I can see, I can touch, I can feel. The ambulance driver said, you know, can you write your name on the paper? I said, well, absolutely. You know, who's the president? Well, you know, you, buddy, realized 10 minutes ago, you didn't know your name. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. And I, I just, all this is stumbling together. But but, but at the end of the day, um, it was quick that after the first two hours, the nurses and doctors, even in the hallway, you could hear the overcure. I heard the conversation that, you know, is that is that really the guy who came from Painesville? And yep, yep. Yeah. And, and it was literally right the fact that, um they were just, they were astonished, put it that way. I, it was, yeah. they, they code made me, called me Miracle Mike. Um, but, but really all, all, all truth be told is that, um, that morning I had four strokes. And so it was like, wow. I mean, it was like, wow. okay, well, the doctor tells you that you're thinking, well, wow, that's a, that's, 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 that's Am I gonna, four, more, yeah, that's that, four that's, more strokes than, than you should have. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and they're like, well, you know, in the same, like I'm talking to you right now, I mean, does he always talk this much? Well, I was, I mean, I was like, yeah. I, I felt totally normal, but the real astonishment was that, you know, my, the, the carotid arteries that go up to your brain, um, I'd severed them from the accident back on the, on the 6th of June. And so, um, with that being said, it was, you know, I should have died from the original tree trimming accident. Um, I shouldn't have been here. I mean, I survived 16 days with, you know, with the strokes obviously occurring on the fact that my, my brain was healing, but, but to think that literally, right. If I would have done well, chiropractor or anything, sudden movement in my neck, um, I really would have been done in, I mean, there's, there's no buts about it. And so it, it, uh, you know, when, you know, it, 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 through that process and through three days up there and I was released of all things on Monday, uh, yeah, Monday afternoon, um, it, it, it literally put it, it, it puts your life in a in a, a deer in headlights. That's all I can say. Yeah. You, know, you you realize that you know I can I can go on life and I can and do what I'm doing and and I say this truly is you know I live 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 for tomorrow because you know I can always do tomorrow I can always do tomorrow and yeah. everyone likes to procrastinate but you know when it says something you know you look at all the people in your life if you you woke up one morning and you only had four hours to live. Um, what would you do? Well, you know, I didn't have a choice. I, I, I was past that stage. I couldn't even decide because everything was, everything was gone. Um, right. and so it's, it was an emotional roller coaster, but I can, I can tell you this, that, uh, I, I, I walked out of there and it would be sure be that, um, I would be, 
I wouldn't, I wouldn't be a tuning fork that would never be shut off. I, I literally, I can tell you flat out everything from, you know, is it, 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 it's not about me. I shouldn't be here. It's just flat out. Uh, Well, and I love how you, when you shared that testimony in the past and you, when you start, you're so humble about it and you say, all right, I'm going to tell a story here, but this is not a Mike story. This is a God story. And, and, and and that's kind of, I mean, there's so much that, you know, we can, we can talk about and unpack. And I'm sure everybody who just heard that story is as moved as, as I was the first time I heard it. Um, But I want to actually kind of, because you grew up in a, in a family of faith, strong parents, strong, I mean, you and your brother both. I mean, and so yeah. what What was it like for, so it's not like it took an episode like this where literally God had to hit you over the head to be like, hey, dude, like, let's let's focus, okay? So you, you grew up knowing that. You knew that you were loved by God. You knew that at the end of the day, it really wasn't about you anyway. But talk about how I have to imagine that this type of episode, you know, when you're literally laying there and you, you, you illustrate it so well with... You only had ears. You're only hearing. You're, you know, you're seeing this light. How has how has this unlocked an you know an even deeper? I don't know if it's a deeper level or a higher level of of faith for yeah. you. Yeah. So so the thing that you know it's so I so like a Jeff had shared. I mean, I, I grew up in the faith and I had a strong faith. I actually had a, uh, an uncle who was a pastor, and you know it was ever you know I can remember even in high school. Um, spending summers at the farm, you know, um, raking hay and and putting bales away at the hay, and really the work at the farm. And the farm was, of course, free from distractions. It was it was not city life. It was more the fact of you know prayer was uh, you know morning for for what we call snack, right? And then there was the afternoon. And so with that, you know, it was funny because my my uncle always instilled upon us, my brother and I especially, that you know it's it's not about it's not about a prayer. It's about your prayer. And so with that being said you know, well, this is awkward. You know, I can't say the table prayer. I have to say a, really a, a prayer, right? A genuine mm-hmm. prayer um, because he wanted me to connect with God, not because of my parents' beliefs. Yeah. And so it was a challenge. But the thing that was interesting to me, and I didn't share this to you, Mike Jeff, but the, the uh, you know, married in 1996, um, I was blessed. I, I have a, a college sweetheart that similarly to grew up in the faith, but also loved the Lord. And, you know, we were thinking like, you know, it's again, you know, the, the human way is, you know, if I do this, this and this, I should deserve this. And so the hardest part was that, you know, we, we wanted children and, and, and it was God's timing, not ours, but we, we spent three years of infertility services with a sizable amount of debt payments with a doctor telling us no. And every time, you know, my wife comes back from an appointment, she's crying. And so it brought us both to our knees praying because ultimately, Mm -hmm. Um, it was, it was basically, uh, simply put, we were going to adopt our kids. We weren't going to be able to have our own kids. And so you look at that moment and it's, God had our full attention. We were devoted to him. We were praying actively. We were, we were faithful and, and going through that, you think that would be enough for me to go, Hey, guess what? I'm greater than you thought I was. I gave you not only one child in 2002, but I also, when they said you still had to adopt, I gave you a son, Caden, in 2003. It's mm-hmm. like, it's like you know, I, but, but yet still, Jeff, it didn't really take this big accident, really, right? Because I'll, I can't see it away, but to especially looking at from, even from the, the, the unchurched, brain scans don't lie. And when the pictures of, the, which I have, by the way, the before and after my brain, 
when it leaves the skeptics even speechless, yeah. it, you, they, they, they flat out told me, the two nurses, they go, you know, this is God's work. This isn't yeah. luck. And, yeah. I, and it was literally, Jeff, I'm telling you, it was like, this is crazy. And then the next three months, remember, I didn't sign up for this, but I can tell you this, all of a sudden, the next three months, I'm crying for not what you think. I'm, I'm crying because I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed of all things of just not going home. It, mm-hmm. It's and I, it, it sounds so crazy, but mm-hmm. I know what heaven is awaits to the point where I'm like I was there and I was told no, and yeah. almost it was disappointment to be perfectly <laughs> right. honest. No, it <laughs> well, was. God wasn't done with you yet, right? No, exactly. no. But, yeah. but then because of that accident, people at work, you know, the people who maybe are on the on the fence, all of a sudden they heard they hear the story, they see the scans. And again, they're like, oh, that must be Mike because he's one of those Jesus freak kind of guys. But arguably, though, the crazy part is that now, all of a sudden, I'm the office prayer warrior. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you, you, you forget about this. I'm saying, Lord, I didn't sign up for this. Yeah. I didn't sign up yeah. for this. But guess what? You have a coworker whose family member is in dire straits, believer or non-believer, and now I'm asked to pray for them. Now, Jeff, they knew I was a Christian for how long? And now all of a sudden, because of the accident, now all of a sudden, now guess what? And so <laughs> I can begin to tell you the fact that, and again, I would never, of course, wish this upon anybody, whether it's the infertility or certainly four strokes. But at the end of the day, though, you know, to say it mildly, right, is it, is it really, really all about me or is it really all about him? Yeah. You know the story. I've shared the story right now you know, I can't hear anything slanted or anything without saying, right, it, um, to him be the glory. Yeah. And I mean, I'm talking a compliment, even this project that was such an amazing, incredibly, you know, that artists are, are, are giving up their, you know, Donald Jackson, especially, he's giving me part of his life to, 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 to be just a, a small, you know, pawn in this whole process. But yet, you know, it, you're talking, the, the the least you can do is when someone says something to you, it, compliment friend, family, even a business colleague. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do anything but say to him be the glory. Yeah. What, what, what did you What did you just say? Yeah. I say to him be the glory because a yeah, I, I I Jeff, you're humble. I'm humble, but I want to tell you, people don't expect humble guys. And then secondly, did you? I just said him with a capital H. So yeah. so they get it and they go, oh, interesting. Well, most of the time, they just from that very statement. There's a, it's amazing, right? When someone's down on their luck, guess who they're coming to? Mike's office. Yeah. Because yeah. because it's not me. It's the yeah. fact that they know Mike has got no hidden agendas. I shouldn't be here. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Shouldn't well, shouldn't and, shouldn't yeah, be here. Totally. And yeah, to him, all the glory that uh, great Ignatian. Um, it's not a line, but ad majorum de glorium AMDG. You see it on license plates, and it basically that's what it means. That's what it yeah, means. absolutely, absolutely, glory. amen. And I think it's also such a great example, a very real example. It 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 was literally painful for you, but it's that adage or, or the the lesson that you know God uses everything, everything for good, everything, yep. even the stuff that doesn't seem good. Uh, and it's really painful, you know, and it was painful for you, but now to see you and for you to acknowledge that you are being used as you are an instrument now, you always have been an instrument for God. You're even more of an instrument for God in the fact that your coworkers, others are now 
you're that guy. You know what I mean? You, you are, you've got the, you're wearing the cape now, uh, for Christ. And I just think that's amazing. You know, before we, before we move on though, um, to, to our fun segment, you know, we talk a lot about role models on mana, other men that have helped shaped us, obviously your family, your brother, your dad growing up, but I want to talk about Roger. Was that his name? The, your yeah, neighbor? Roger Osborne. Yep. So we got to talk about him. I think what a one, what a, what a, what an act of courage really. I mean, for him, cause he doesn't know anybody else in that room either. And for him to, to be that bold and, 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 and invoke, you know, our heavenly father in that moment, talk about your relationship with Roger. And I mean, that's, that had to be so, I mean, terrifying because all you could do is hear, but to hear that had to be so powerful. Yeah. So he's, um, he's, he's a deacon, um, in the Catholic church and, and um, I was for nine years. I was an elder in our in Lutheran church, and so you know we always had the around the campfire bonfires at the lake. We'd always have that camaraderie, right? Where it was basically one in which you know we you know share things about our faith, share stuff about our churches, likewise. But 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 you know it was always the fact that you know do you really believe? And the obvious one was both of us, right? Yeah, we both truly believe. There's no mm-hmm. there's no buts about it. But when it came to this moment. You know, because Roger wasn't there in the boat, but nor was nor was he uh, there when I walked into home or the cabin, excuse me, when it all went down. But obviously, he must have he, he someone. I think my 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 mom at the time, but you know, she obviously triggered him. Hey, you yeah. got to go to something's really happened. You need to follow um, Dana, but you need to go to Painesville. And and um, you know, it was it was at that moment. You know, it's funny because. I, I realized quickly when someone's on their death row or dead bed, you know, they're, they're in their, they're in that, they're in their bed and they know they're going to be passing. It's not, you know, you failed every medical, um, you know, machinery exam, blood pressure, all that stuff. You, you just know you're done. But mm-hmm. the one thing you do is you look at someone's eyes and before my, I completely lost my sight, you know, I could see, um, him, I could see Dana, I could see my twin brother at the end of the bed. Um, and you know, but, but right. I mean, that was the thing is my, my wife and brother were there. Um, they were seeing it. They were absolutely right. Doing everything they could not to cry. Cause they realized it would affect me probably. Yeah. But so, so they, they were going in and out, but Roger stood there. Um, and he literally prayed to our heavenly father with, with just absolute boldness, absolute clarity that he would, that he would bring me, bring me back. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, and, and I can say it wasn't a pause. It wasn't even a, it wasn't one of these 50 fifties. It was literally like Mike's yeah. time here isn't, in, isn't done. You have a plan for him. You have a purpose for him. Um, I, you know, it, it, it it's almost just, it brings me goosebumps, right? Oh, because, me too. Right now it, I got him again. Everyone in that room, everyone he had, he had, he had everyone's attention. And what, yeah. what I don't realize is I only had two ears and he didn't know that. Right. But the only thing I had going for me was his prayer. That's all mm-hmm. I had. And so he was the first one though. He was the first one to see my clenched hand all of a sudden release like a rubber band. And his words were, Oh, I think he's coming back. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and what I'm thinking, right, Jeff is, well, that sounds good, but he doesn't know what I know is that I'm going home yeah. because, because, because the light in that room was so undescribable. It was, it was pure peace. I don't know how to describe it even, but I'd love mm-hmm. to go back. I just, I just go, yeah. It's, it's crazy, but you know, he did that and, you know, and, and it wasn't even like, I mean, my, my wife and my brother were, were tears and him the whole time 
I don't think he cried. I think he just literally was, he was so hundred percent that he was, that I was in God's hands, frankly, that, that I was just like, yeah, I'm like, this is unbelievable. Yeah. Well, and he, and he probably wasn't crying cause he was working. Like he was on the job. You know what I mean? He's, yeah. He's, he's, he's getting some work done on your behalf, uh, which is just, gosh, what a cool story. What a neat guy. And just, oh, to have well, then, and then Jeff too, right? I mean, I go to a church service, any of the holidays, especially Easter. And I can, I mean, I'm crying. I can't, I can't make this. I mean, I make the service leave, but I almost have to like leave because a tissue box isn't big enough for me. <laughs> But, but all joking aside, when I think of Roger, because I see him, you know, when, the, when we hug, it's just that we know and my family knows that, that yeah, that's the guy. And also, too, you know, I, it, I think we as dads, and, and not, not pertaining to the same necessarily thing, but, you know, I always say to my kids, you know, I'm dad, I'm dad, I'm not your father, capital F. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you got to say the same thing because it's like, it's like, but Roger was just an instrument. He prayed to our creator, our heavenly father that, you know, that there, you know, he, he was, he was, he was, he was, he was asking, requesting for a miracle. And, and it wasn't, and Jeff, I literally, the, the, the guy in the ambulance track, the ambulance, the, the guy with the ambulance guy goes, he goes, do you realize that you were minute? I mean, you were three minutes from death. There's no way. Yeah. And, 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 and I came out of it like I'm talking to you right now, because Jeff, I share the same story. And I was so excited after I emotionally got through it. But then after that, you hear so many of the stories where I love your story, Mike, but my family or a friend one didn't, didn't come out the way you did. Mm-hmm. They, they, they died. They have complications that don't match mm-hmm. yours. Yeah. So, so I have to say it with grace when I share the story because it's dear to my heart. Yeah, but not everyone comes out like Mike Nordberg did. I mean, yeah. and I, I know that. I, I just yeah. I got to take what God gives me and here we are. Well, and that's, and that's exactly right. You take what God gives you and then you do something with it. And I think that's what's so great too, Mike, is that, you know, you've always been, and for everybody listening, because there's a lot of friends that listen to this, uh, that could be the listenership here of yeah. Mana, um, yeah. who know you, who remember you, you know, you've always been a very relationship-based guy, lots of friends, lots of charisma, lots of, you know, but, and and now that you are, that guy putting all of those talents and gifts now with this testimony, which just then unlocks more testimony about, about, about your family, about your friends, about growing up, about, you know, the, 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 the pregnancies and all that kind of stuff. It's just, it's just more, you know, it, it's, you know, as we were saying before tape rolled, God's imagination is way better than ours. He's, his plans for us are beyond we can't even fathom them. But what I think is so wonderful is that when we are presented with these opportunities, like you have been, you are taking advantage of them and you are maximizing them and you are just, you're just, uh, yeah, it's just, well, it's just I, you I, know, it's, yeah, it's like one of those things, right. You can, there's the Billy Graham's out there that can just, you know, charismatically, you know, proclaim God's goodness, you know, without hesitation, whatever. but then there's the Mike Nordberg. Okay. Well, he's an extrovert, but that has nothing to do with it. When it comes to your faith, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a walk. It, it's, it's, it's putting, it's making yourself vulnerable. And so, mm-hmm. you know, we can't deny it, but this, but when you come out, what I, I came out, you know, there's just even more of a desire to say, really, it's going to be, you're literally, you know, you honestly, you came to this earth with nothing. You'll leave this earth with nothing. And you're not going to be honest about who you really are. Yeah. That is just absolutely, it just destroys me because yeah. even the very fact that, you know, like me, I mean, my dad, who I love dearly, and he was a great 
you know, to emulate him in his life was, was, was certainly that, but also too, though, I think he died with really not, not sharing everything that was on his heart. And so, Mm -hmm. and so that's tough because I know, well, we just had mentioned Roger, I know his heart. I mean, I know, I know there's no, there's no, he, he, everything he shared and then because he shared, I've shared in reality, right? We are stronger because of it. There's just no buts about it. Totally. 100%. Uh, well, hey, we, um, <clears throat> gosh, well, there's so much more for us to catch up on here uh, and we'll just have to do it without everybody listening uh, on this episode because we have to make it now uh, to the fun segment of the show here where we ask the same three questions of every guest. So we're going to segue now into this, uh, this, uh, and I'm sure you're going to make it fun for us here, Mike. So um, <laughs> three questions. Uh, you've had a little bit of time to think about them. So, um, so we're expecting great things. All right. <laughs> segment question number one, if Jesus knocked on your door tomorrow morning and just wanted to hang out for the day, what are you going to do with Jesus? So when I think of God, I immediately think of water and creation. So for me, it would be spending an entire day fishing on Rice Lake at my cabin. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say it free from distractions. I would fish and ask questions all day long. There's just no buts about it. No, nope. no, nope. that, that is a perfect day for sure. Uh, I just can't do the cities. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I live in the cities, work in the cities, but Jeff, I would never want to spend any quality time in the cities. We'll say it that way. <laughs> Now that sounds like a great day. All right. Fun segment question number two. If you could go to church with any other guy, living or dead, famous or not, uh, known or not, uh, who would that guy be? You got to go to church and you got to go with another guy. I am saying the Apostle Paul. And the reason mm-hmm. why is here is a guy. And now I could say that, but I could never say that most of my life is that he was not not partially, not largely, but fully committed to God, humble, bold, and confident. And that is literally when you know you surrender your life, fully speaking the word without fear. I, I just I I just look at that guy and just go, he is everything I'm not. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I say it truly and humbly. I just he is literally to make the statement, you know, I mean, for me to live as Christ and is to die as gain. It's like it's just he's that guy. Yeah. Yeah. I I want to I want to just. I would love uh, like five minutes of coffee with that guy because because <laughs> he literally there's no way I'm not that guy. They always say opposites attract, but I mean, cut to the chase. He is. Yeah. I read this, you know, you listen, you, you, you the New Testament when you read it, you just realize that. I mean, if God can save anybody, and wait a sec, they would save him, and then yeah. on top of that, have him do his work. It's it's. That's yeah. there, there's a miracle right there. Well, that is exactly right. We just uh, recently, no um, yeah, recently celebrated the conversion of Saint Paul and the whole road to Damascus. And you're absolutely right. If uh, if God can get to a guy like Saul, oh, <laughs> Paul, then right, right, we all have a chance. Yeah. We all have a chance. <laughs> exactly. That's amen, amen, brother. Nope. Amen. amen. All right, last last uh, last question. Um, if you could give one piece of advice to a younger guy uh, about living uh, living your life, maybe not having to go through all the, the sucky parts that you had to go through to get there, but what would yeah. be that one piece of advice that you'd impart upon a younger man about just living that 
confident, courageous life of faith? What would it be? So, so here it is. And it's, I, I mean, I hinted on it earlier, but I would say big and bold, choose to be vulnerable. Um, you're going to laugh at this, Jeff, but I like to think of life as a deck of playing cards and, and hear me and hear me out on this one. So, so women, they get together for the first time. And of course, by the end of the night, everyone shares and gives up their whole deck of cards. On the, on the other hand, we know this men, we get together for the first time. And by the end of the night, each one gives maybe, maybe a single card and keeps the rest of the deck close to their heart. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and so here's the deal. No, you don't have to be an extrovert like Mark with Mike. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, but please lay down all of your cards. Mm-hmm. Be honest with who you are and how you feel. And the biggest one, if we allow ourselves to be vulnerable, we can experience a genuine love and connection with others, but more importantly, with God. And how awesome is that? Um, you sit there and go, because I am older, the last 10 years, or even that matter, I'd say 15 because I have made the decision to be vulnerable, I can say I'm truly blessed with a dozen plus dear men, friends, and family yeah. whom daily encourage me, pray for me, and live life together. And so that is the big one. I wish I would have been vulnerable, yeah. like even back when I got married, even in college. I mean, but but boy, I don't know if I really want to do that. Doesn't that doesn't sound comfortable? No. Well, the, the reality, right, is that we must be, or he must become greater, and I must become less. John the Baptist said it good. It's the way it should be. Yeah. I'm I'm living that way now, but let's face it. I, I should have been living long before the 2019 when things went, you know, for the, for the, for the, let's say it this way for the challenge, but reality, right. Is there's purpose. Obviously the purpose is him and I'm here to, to sure. share that light. Yeah. So, well, it's God's timeline, not ours. And I think Amen. That, I love that. I love that advice. Lay down your cards. And, uh, well, it's, and then also amen. too, you know, it's like, too, it's like, you know, I, I don't want to say it any way, but you know, Jeff, you and I both, I mean, you get out of college, you just think you're not to say invincible, but I'll say you, you really, you just, you're, you're taught to run independently. Mm-hmm. And, and truth be told is, as I'm sharing with you today, is that, you know, it's funny, right? What goes around comes around and to be the eyes of the children or be like children. Now I'm held in God's arms. I'm not running. I I am not running. I am just, I've given it up. I don't have two legs. I'm going to be held in his arms and that's how I'm running. I'm not doing it. And and it's, and like we say, when someone says great deal or great job, whatever. Yeah. It's that ain't That's, there's no way I'm way past the eye. It's, it's not about me. There's no way. That's great. Well, Mike Nordberg, it has been just a real, like we said beforehand, this has been the best way to, to reconnect. I can't imagine a better way to to connect with an old friend with such great, a great testimony, a great example, and just great, um, great inspiration for all of us guys and gals who are listening to this. And I just, I thank you so much for, uh, for everything. And, uh, and we will definitely, this will not be the last time. We don't always have to have microphones to, to reconnect now. So now, now that we know where each other is. I love it. That's awesome. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to MANA. If you have any questions or recommendations for future guests, send them to manapodcast at gmail.com.